0: This is an incredible deal. You don't want to miss it. Go ahead and sign up at kathyheller.com slash join. The ultimate intimacy that you're looking for is you. The person you're looking to know and be known by is you. I believe that the opposite of depression, it's not happiness, it's purpose. I believe that every single person has something unique to contribute to the world, and that's why I wanted to create a show called Don't Keep Your Day Job. Don't Keep Your Day Job is about absolutely are here to serve the world. And I want to help you figure out just how much value you have inside of you. And every single week, we're going to be talking to people who have something to add to help you get out of your own way, to help you be more successful, to help you be the truest expression of you. My name is Kathy Heller. I'm so glad that you're here. Let's dive in. Thanks to Gusto for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Gusto offers modern easy payroll and benefits to small businesses across the country. They were even named best online payroll by PC Mag. Get 3 months free when you run your first placement at gusto.com/dreamjob. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I hope you guys had a good weekend. I just want to keep it real and tell you guys that I had a challenging weekend. We were home on Saturday and for a good part of Sunday. And we did go out Saturday night. I'll tell you about that in a second. And we had dinner with friends on Friday night, but we spent the majority of Saturday day and the majority of Sunday day at home. And I realized that sometimes when we're home and we don't have plans, I don't know what to do with myself. Like I can be crushing it when I have like my book to write and the podcast to do. And I'm running the business and picking up the kids from carpool and doing all of the things. But when I stop and stand still, sometimes this wave of like sadness or anxiety will hit me. And I was reading this book, The Big Leap. And he was saying how we all have sort of this like upper limit on how much happiness we let ourselves feel. And then there's this thing where sometimes the happiness feels a little bit scary, or like, maybe you can't trust it. And so all of a sudden, we'll do something to sort of like sabotage ourselves. Like, have you ever had this happen where you're having like a really good few days in your marriage or with the person you're dating, and then inevitably, like, it feels like too good to be true or it feels like, oh, maybe we're just like coasting now. And then something comes along to screw it up. Like you'll get into an argument. Sometimes what this book is saying is that we actually do that to protect ourselves because there's something in us that actually feels scared when things start to feel really good. And we kind of bring it back to earth, so to speak. We sort of bring things down so that we don't have to be vulnerable. And I was doing more reading and I realized that I read something this weekend that was saying how like, we all have this empty feeling like once in a while that comes over you, you're not alone. Like everyone has that. And sometimes the best way to deal with that feeling of sadness or loneliness, or you're just having this existential question of like, what is it all for? Am I really happy? Is it really good? All these big questions. First of all, I think people who are like really sensitive and people who truly feel things are going to ask themselves those questions more than other people. But I think in general, everybody thinks those things and it's part of the human condition. And so I think the truth is what I was reading, it was saying something so smart. Like if you actually just let yourself breathe into that feeling and just name that feeling like, oh, I'm feeling like sad or there's some emptiness, there's something that's coming up and you actually breathe into it, Right behind that, if you breathe into it, you'll actually start to feel this wholeness actually come up. And you'll realize that this feeling of emptiness, it's this passing thought. And it's not that it's not real, but what's always also happening at the same time, the two things are true. Just because one feeling is real doesn't mean that another feeling is also not real. And then you'll feel this feeling of wholeness. And I think that that's the dichotomy. I think that we're all always searching to be more connected. And I think truly the person we want to be more connected with is ourselves. And I just think that for me, I was realizing like we all have old traumas and old wounds that we've been through. And when I'm home, I sometimes, if I'm by myself, it's one thing, like I can totally get into my zone. I can read, I can take a walk. But if I'm home with my husband, I feel like, there's an expectation all of a sudden, and then I'll feel like, "Oh my gosh, is this what I want? is can I even handle it? Sometimes he's being so sweet, and I almost like push it away. It's so much more challenging for me, or if I'm with my kids, sometimes I can really sink into it. other times I wind up thinking like all of these self defeating thoughts like I'm with them right now, but am I doing enough as opposed to just being able to be there in the moment and so I just wanted to keep it real and let you know that if you feel that way sometimes, like you're not alone. And it was really beautiful because my husband really made the space to make it good for us to be home. And he was like, why don't you go take a nap? And why don't you read your book? And let me be with the kids. And I really want to just give him a shout out. I really need that. I need to learn how to be here wherever I am instead of constantly planning, like, what's the next thing I'm going to build? What's the next work milestone? Where's the next dream home? Like all of that, I think is something that's constantly wanting to fill up whatever's inside. And the other thing that dawned on me is that growing up in my house, being home was always uncomfortable, right? Like my house was not a comfortable place to be. And I think I have to realize that my house now is a home that's comfortable to sink into and rest into. And it's a whole new journey for me. And um, yeah, I just feel like that's my work in this decade turning 40. It's like I spent my 30s building and growing and reaching and achieving and going through fertility treatment and having my kids and building my career. And now it's like having it. And really being home and being here and arriving at my own door. So that was a little bit about what's going on this weekend. Also, what happened this weekend is I'm so proud of my husband. He's been taking steps towards this thing that he's always wanted to do, which was write comedy. For years, he's been a lawyer. And this weekend, I was noticing he was like working on some comedy stuff. And I looked at him and I was like, oh, my gosh, like, we're both creatives. You really are a creative. Like, that makes sense that we connected. And he's just been a person that for so long didn't ask himself what he really wanted. And he did the more practical thing. And I think part of losing his dad when he was a kid is that he had to grow up really quickly and he had to think about being responsible. And he didn't necessarily choose to go down the road of following his dreams. But I'm really proud of him because he's been posting a a joke every single day on Twitter and he's been writing some comedy and he's been doing some outreach and I've been sort of like standing beside him, cheering him on as he's been reaching out to people who he wants to work with. And by the way, if anyone knows anyone who works for a late night comedy show, that is what he wants to do, right? For like... Conan or Jimmy Fallon or something like that if you know anybody he'll do anything. He's like I'm I'm willing to do any job even something downright insulting. So but what was really cool is the other day he posted a joke that he wrote on Twitter and one of these comedy writers that he looks up to actually liked his joke, which was kind of a big deal that he like found him on Twitter and liked it. It made him feel so good. So I'm really happy for him and And yeah, so we went to see some comedy this weekend and we hung out with our kids and I feel like I'm in recovery, like just learning how to be here and be home. And so, yeah, I'll keep you posted on that. Anyway, so I'm so excited because I have something I'm going to share with you right now, which is going to make space for us to come together and to connect even more. So we are officially rolling out something called the don't keep your day job dream ambassadors. Do you want to be a dream ambassador? Because I think you do. A dream ambassador is going to be a person who is joining this incredible mission, this Awesome cohort, and you're going to get exclusive perks. You're going to get swag, you're going to get discounts, you're going to get insider info, you're going to get things that only Dream Ambassadors get. It's not just a community, it's going to be a powerful movement that is going to be built by you, by me, and you, by all of us. The Dream Ambassador team is this soulful, awesome cohort that's going to amplify the message that we all know is true each and every human being has something to contribute. And it is possible to turn your passion into a profitable heart centered business. And there is no shame in wanting a life full of abundance and purpose. And we are all deserving of it. So there are many wandering souls who don't know this yet. And they haven't unlocked this idea. And they they're dreaming of having more purpose and sharing their gifts with the world. And they might be feeling unhappy and they might be feeling unfulfilled. And we together are going to make a change and we're going to spread this message. So we have a ton of awesome perks to thank you for helping carry out this mission and be a part of the Dream Ambassadors. You're going to get swag like coffee mugs, t-shirts, notebooks, sketchbooks, so many things. You're going to get access to our private Dream Ambassador Facebook group where you can connect with our Dream Ambassador network. There's going to be an opportunity to receive a signed copy of my book. You're going to get live chats with me and awesome experts and friends of mine and people on the Don't Keep Your Day Job team. You're going to get an invitation to special live events that are going to be celebrating the book and other things that we'll be doing throughout the year. And you're also going to get VIP discounts to other programs and products pretty cool, right? So we'll be sending the Dream Ambassadors different kinds of assignments to help spread the word and let other people know about these life-changing initiatives that we have going on at the Don't Keep Your Job podcast, like my upcoming book. But the more you participate and the more you sort of get involved and are really an ambassador for this movement, the more amazing perks you get to unlock. So it's going to be pretty cool. I cannot wait to get to connect with you guys more. Uh, I'm so excited about this. I'm so excited. So if you want to be a part of it, there is a link in the Show notes. You can also find the link. Um, it'll be a pop up on the don'tkeepyourdayjob.com website. I'll also put the link in my Instagram bio, but come on over there and sign up because I cannot wait to start giving you guys all this free stuff. And I have a feeling that you will meet so many amazing people in that cohort. You know, when I had the girls on from the Skim, they gave me this idea because they have this thing called the Skim ambassadors, And they were telling me how incredible it's been and how they've built such an amazing community there. They were saying that. The community supports each other. That actually, two ambassadors met and got married. They said that somebody actually once put out this call that one of the other ambassadors needed money, and so everybody like raised money for this woman. It was kind of amazing. But who's to say if anyone's going to get married who's a dream ambassador, or if they're going to help you, you know, finance some incredible project? I don't know, but I can tell you that it makes sense that when good people come together, a lot of good things happen. So please come and join us. If this is feeling like something you want to be a part of, then get on this and join the Dream Ambassador team. You can find the link in the show notes and I'll also put the link up in my Instagram bio on our Facebook page and also on our website. So today I wanna give you a taste of a live coaching call I did last week. It was a bonus for people who bought the book. And honestly, this was one of my favorite calls. So thank you for everyone who was there, made it super awesome. We were talking about a few things that I really wanted to share on the podcast. So I'm not gonna give it away. We're just gonna dive into it right now. I hope you guys enjoy it. Hi guys, happy summer. It is finally warm in Los Angeles this summer. We've been having the like June gloom and I just took a walk with my daughter. How many of you have cool plans for the 4th of July or for the summer? Tell me in the chat like what's one cool thing that you're looking forward to doing soon? Um, Ava said going to an open mic singing event. And last weekend I went to a book music festival and met some other. that's so great. I think it's amazing how it's easy for us all to feel really isolated and alone. It's so easy to feel that way. And then what's really neat is that we'll, we'll get out of our comfort zone and we'll go to something and we'll meet like one or two people who we really feel connected to. And it's like really beautiful. And what my friend Emily McDowell told me recently is that generation Z which is, I guess, the new generation, they're not paying for things as much as they're paying for experiences. Isn't that interesting? I guess people feel like that's that's the thing that can knock your socks off more than anything else. Like in in our generation where everybody has like smartphones and we've got all the stuff, you know, and it's sort of like, what are we really looking for? We're looking to Feel connected, we're looking to have an experience, we're looking for transformation. And when Emily Espahani Smith was on my podcast, she did a TED talk um, all about how happiness is overrated. And she was talking about what people are really seeking. And she said, It's four things that really make us feel happy, and it's really what we're looking for. And one of those things is a feeling of purpose, and one of those things is belonging belonging. I thought that was really nice. And one of those things is transcendence, and she said some people get that from God or religion and some people just get it even from nature. She's like there are people who, you know, you go out to the Grand Canyon and there's a feeling of something bigger than yourself is going on. It's just that awe some feeling. So that really goes in hand with what I teach, what I live, and what I was just saying about that feeling of wanting to connect and also how it seems that our generation or, or the generation right now is voting, voting from that place of, I want a connected experience. That's what I'm looking for. And that's really what I want to do today. So I want you to start by going into the chat. And I want you each to tell me if you could wave a magic wand, and you could wake up Monday morning, and you could be living the life you desire most, what would you be doing? And I know as soon as you think those kinds of thoughts right away, you'll start to think about the how, and then you'll be like, well, that's not really practical or doable. So let me adjust what I really desire to do. And then I'm going to ask you a second question and let's see where this goes. So we have the first answers coming in. So Lori said, I'd want to be coaching women. And uh, someone else said art, theater, traveling, Creating art from home to inspire others. Jacqueline said, making six figures income doing music full time. Living in a beautiful house near the beach. Ah, beautiful. Writing for children and helping other writers succeed. I would be supporting others in their purpose through healing old patterns and helping women through the journey of pregnancy. Um, Elliot said, homeschooling my boys, spending time with my family, exploring the world outside. Ava said, writing my novels for, the half, for half the time and connecting with other artists, creatives on other magical, immersive, and connecting experiences. I love that. I would like to start a seminar about mental health to kids and teenagers with Lady Gaga. Amazing. And Ariella said, I love to be spending time in nature, taking time to explore my creative passions, and helping others discover their own unique creative magic. I know that you love doing this. I want to be hosting workshops and women's circles and working one-on-one with people. Okay. Beautiful. Love it all. So the next question is in this moment, what's the limiting belief that gets in the way of you creating this beautiful world, painting by the seashore and helping people awaken their creativity and helping women and helping teens with mental illness. What possibly gets in the way of you doing this God-given work. So Lori said, how can I get myself known so that I can coach? I do not have time and experience and talent. I'm not good enough to do what I want. I can't pull it off. I don't have the credentials and experience. Perfect. Good. Not good with money. Feeling like I don't know the right people. Partly think I'm too late and should have done it years ago. Oh, yes. Yes. Not sure if I can build an audience. Am I as entertaining as I think I am? Time, organization, focus. Life feels so cluttered and chaotic. I just want to be present. I don't have the following. Thinking that I'm not enough. I can't make it and nobody knows me. I feel like there are so many steps. I'll never make it through all of them and I'll forever be doing this for free. Okay. So first of all, how nice is it to know that you're not alone? And I'm going to give you a few things in no particular order. The people in my life who are now like my peers, right? who are now like my colleagues, who have anointed themselves with these abilities and permissions to do what they do, it's simply because of that. They gave themselves the permission to do it. And years ago, a very close friend of mine, David Aaron, said to me, the only way you can help someone out of a well is if you've been down there before. And great leaders and great teachers from the beginning of time are never the people who come out of the top of the tower with all the answers. You know, the great leaders are the people who've made it through that obstacle course and can look at you in the eyes and say, I've stood there. And that's why I can help you to this side. Now, I want you to know something. Psychologists have been studying for years, like what makes things move? What makes a person connect, what makes it work, what makes a person start to be profiting, monetizing, excelling, succeeding, whatever the words are you want to use. It's one really incredibly rare thing and it's intimacy. The thing that we are all so thirsty for is intimacy That's why we love those movies where the two characters have these conversations and you feel them seeing each other and meeting each other and not trying to change each other, but sitting with the other person where they are. My friend Emily McDowell, why is she so successful? Because she puts herself out there and it makes other people say, oh, she sees me because she's not hiding, right? So all of a sudden, when you tell the truth, when you stand where you are without the shame and you accept the fact that you don't have the PhD or the following or the whatever, and you still have the courage to stand up and say, I want to lead. I want to help. I want to teach. I want to create. I want to add beauty to the world. Other people around you start to feel this permission for them to step forward in their truth. And the intimacy is everything. And what I want you to know, and this is only recent that I've really gotten this, you don't need the following. What do you think about that? He said, some people are chasing exposure. Some people are chasing more followers. Other people go, no, not interested. I love that. So with me, I didn't chase that. That just was like a thing. It was sort of like a freak accident. You know, like we literally put up our first show and I thought my mother was going to listen to it and that would be the end of the day. And instead, Apple featured it and Emma and I were like, we're featured. And then all of these people were going, I'm listening to your show. And then two weeks later, two weeks within the time, uh, I got a call from a woman in New York saying, you need to have a book deal. You have such, I'm like, You know, I have no one, right? You know, no one's, I know no one like you, you sure? I was a girl who had zero social footprint, uh, no Instagram, but I wrote music and I made a few fans in the film and TV world and they would use my songs. Having a following was never something I was chasing. I didn't, I wasn't cool enough. And you can do it a couple different ways. Like you can try to get all these people to know you and you can try to build a platform and an audience and like if that floats your boat, do it. Or if you have this need, which was mine, which is I just got to get this out of me because I want to do this for other people, then do that. But here's the kicker. That is not an excuse. That is not a prerequisite to you getting into your work in this world. And it does not need to keep you from doing it. We forget there's a very, very, very big world of over 7 billion people and they, they need us. There's a lot of people to help and it doesn't have to be saving their life. The number one thing that matters that people are dying for is intimacy. So think about what you want to create and then think about small groups, one person, six people. Let's say you create something that's $50 and you get 30 human beings in on that that's $1,500 a week that winds up being $6,500 a month if you're affecting 30 people a week. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Can you imagine making $6,500 a month doing something you love that is also creating beauty in the world and that creates intimacy? So I'm all about like the new American dream. This idea that it's like, it's Beyonce or bust. It's like, either I'm doing it or I'm not. Please don't. Because I'll tell you what, those people cannot create the intimacy that you can create. Look at the moments in your life that have actually 100%. If you thought like, what was the best advice you've ever been given? What was the moment? that you realize this thing about yourself or that it's going to be from something that's much smaller, much more intimate. It's going to be something you did with a best friend or a trip you took or a place where you were sitting alone, where you found that intimacy with yourself. Cause I'll tell you what, the ultimate intimacy that you're looking for is you, the person you're looking to know and be known by is you. You want so much to know yourself. And so once in a while, we are in an experience or with another person that facilitates the kind of moment that is a bridge to us having some kind of breakthrough with ourself. And that's everything. So what's incredible is the list was, I'm not known enough. I don't have enough experience. I'm not good enough. I don't have the credentials. I'm not an expert. I'm not good with money. It's too late for me. Yeah, I don't have a following. I don't know the steps to take. So when we go back, you hear that now. Are any of those things true? Do you need credentials to create intimacy with another person? No. Do you need a following to make a significant moment between you and someone else? No. Do you need money to create connection with other people. No, you don't. Do you need courage? Do you need to trust yourself? Do you need to let go of the shame? Do you need to let go of the story that you need all of those other things in order to begin to do the work that is yours to do? You need to let go of the story. And here's why it is so convenient to hold on to that story, because as long as I need the money to do the work, as long as I need a following to do the work, as long as I need credentials to do the work, I am absolved. I don't have to do it, except that you know you do, because it's eating at you, and that's why you're here, and that's the permission that I need to hand you. It's fascinating how Every single person has a different calling, a different kind of work to do. Even when they look similar, they're really different because each one of us is different. And that's what makes the whole experience completely different. It's our temperament. It's our characteristics. It's all different. We still need all of these new models of human beings. Can't just take one. And it's because every single person has like, the 31 flavors of Baskin Robbins. It's like the 64 cran box. It's like it's not just orange. It's like the burnt C- sienna. It's this color. It's the, the tangerine. We need all of these colors of the light frequency. In fact, what's really sad is that most people won't get this conversation and then apply it, so we will miss out on most of the colors of the rainbow. And we'll wind up seeing just a few. And then other people will try to copy and emulate those four as if theirs is just not so important. But if anything, they're going to be like those four. Or most people will get in line and work for those other people who have those four colors. And they'll support those people doing their thing. But what gives them the seat at that table? They give themselves permission. That's it. That's all. Okay, before we keep going, let's just thank our friends at Gusto. Sometimes I ask you to visualize yourself running your business at the highest version it could be and you being in your zone of genius, making an awesome living. And now I bet that you're not visualizing some of the less exciting parts like running the payroll and filing taxes, because let's be honest, that is not the fun part. But now you can tame the chaos of payroll and benefits and HR with Gusto. Gusto is easy online payroll benefits and HR built for modern small businesses. It makes these complicated tasks so much simpler by putting all the tools in one place. Gusto automatically files and pays all state, local, and federal payroll taxes. They also have fast, easy to run payroll, including W-2s and 1099s, and you 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 can choose from hundreds of benefit plans to fit your budget. They make it super easy. You can sign, store, and organize your employee documents all online. And instead of spending hours on this stuff, running your payroll with Gusto only takes 11 minutes on average. How cool is that? It's no wonder Gusto was named Best Online Payroll by PC Mag. You can get three months free when you run your first payroll at gusto.com slash dreamjob. Try a demo and test it out at gusto.com slash dreamjob. Let's go back to this. So you don't need a following. You don't need to be good enough because you already are, right? In fact, the way to create the intimacy is not to be perfect. Imagine you're going to Kava with some friends. So who do I want to take with me on the trip? The three people I know who are perfect and are like, I'm so good. It's really good all the time. And I'm good. And my husband's good. My kids are, it's all perfect because I can't be with those people because A, they're not telling the truth and B, it's not fun, right? Like I want to be with the people who are like, I'm a hot mess. And I'm like, me too. When can we get together? Because that's where we actually can meet, right? Because as long as you're a human being, every single person is carrying shame. Every person has self-doubt. Every person has been through loss. So the more you pretend that that's not true, there's a part of you that just has more shame around it. And it's like well. I better pretend because I can't even handle telling myself the truth. So I'm gonna work really hard. So if you wanna make a difference, you don't need to have it all together. Now, here's another big piece though. I wanna remember what the priority is. I wanna remember what we're actually chasing. When you strip it away and you ask yourself, what's my priority? What am I chasing? underneath, it's usually a lot of us are chasing uh, significance, which by the way, it's not a bad thing. But what I'm trying to get at is, I came out to LA because I wanted to be a singer songwriter. And at the time, You know, when you're starting, when you're just starting to massage this muscle of what do I really want and what could that look like, we only have a few ideas in the beginning of what that even could be or how it even could transpire or how it could show up. And also, there's only a few things modeled for us. Like, the more I grow and the more world I see, I see all different nuances and all different little ticks in the middle between like, there's all these tickers in between like where you are and, you know, making seven figures doing the baking. Like there's all these other ways of doing it. Right. So I thought I need to be a singer songwriter. I need to be like a Sheryl Crow and then I'll get to be, a, a, you know, doing what I do. And I got dropped from a label. And then I got a second record deal and I got dropped from a label. And I, I was like, oh, well, I guess that's all I can see as far as my dream goes. So I will give up my dream. Like we're very like it's very like black and white that my dream is only that. And if it's not that, I'm going to give it up. And that was, that's where I was. And nobody came around. There was no Kathy Heller to tap me on the shoulder and go, no, 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 no. There's so many ways for you to do this thing that you love to do. And what is it? I wish somebody would have sat me down and said, let's tease out. What is it that you love doing when you're on stage? And if they would have done that, we would have gotten to the answer that I didn't get for 12 more years. But the answer, what would have been, what do I love doing? Why do I want to do that? I like to connect to other people. I like to be creative. I like to sing. I like to tell stories. Okay, great, great. But what is the main thing you want to do? I want to make other people feel seen and I want to feel seen. Okay, cool. Is there any other way you can do that? Oh, that's an interesting question, right? So at 38, I started to think about doing a podcast (laughs) and now it's just beginning. And what I've also realized is that a lot of people have studied like what makes people successful, make quick decisions because sometimes they're going to be wrong, but the faster you move through the wrong ones, you're going to get to the right ones, right? It's like take action. But at the end of the day, why I'm saying this whole story is because we get so locked in to these stories First there was a story of like, I need to have credentials. I need to have expertise. I need more followers, all those stories. Then the other story is, well, this is the one thing I wanna do. And if I can't do it, there, boom, you're wrong. I have no dream. No, that just drives me crazy because you're not chasing a specific version of anything. You're chasing the feeling. You're chasing how you wanna feel. You're chasing what you wanna do. You're chasing the transaction you want to make with the world. That can come in a form you've never even seen yet. So let it go. Who's to say that you have any clue what it looks like? So I want you to diversify, right? I want you to open up the, sort of like open it up and look inside, you know, like open up the watch. And look inside and look at what are the elements that you're actually looking for. You're going you're gonna to tell me what it is. You're going to spend some time. I would love you guys to do that as an exercise and be like, why do I want to do this? You know, what am I chasing? And then just like I said, you don't need followers. You can start doing this in your own community. Like how many people live on your block? How many people live in your town? How many people live on the other side of your social media that already exists, right? You can start to connect. You can start to create environments and events you can start to create products you can start to create transactions of you just showing up whatever those things are do it there's nothing stopping you other than you and you make such a good case for yourself what happens is our beliefs fuel our actions and then our actions fuel the results and then that result reinforces the belief so if you have a belief that you don't have enough credentials or you're not good enough and therefore you don't take enough action or any, it reinforces your results, right? And you get none, which then reinforces your beliefs and tells you nothing's happening. Another year has gone by. Nobody liked it. Don't do it. You're an idiot. But if you change the belief, it'll change the amount of action you take. So if you create a more empowering belief, like the one I gave you, which is pretty scary because I took away all your excuses. I'm like, you don't need to be good enough. You don't need a following. You don't need credentials. You don't need money in order to create intimacy with other people. So if that's the new belief, and then you say, well, how then could I create intimacy and do this thing I love? If intimacy is what ultimately somebody is chasing, no matter what, why they buy cookies from this store, why they bought the shoes from this, that's what they want, right? They want that. So somewhere along the way, the reason why they spent money on this thing or this experience or this person is because somewhere along the way, this branding, this messaging created that intimacy. It made them feel something. People don't buy things, they buy feelings. So if you can create the belief which then puts you into action and you start saying, okay, what is something I can actually start to do? Remember I said early on, if you had 30 humans who paid you 50 bucks a week for something, you can make $6,500 a month. That's 30 people. We can go even smaller. I have a friend, she coaches three people and each person is paying her $1,500 a month and she's not well-known and she's really good at what she does. And by the way, the thing that you also forget is that when somebody shows up and they actually show up, right? Like they're there and they're not apologizing for themselves and they're not sitting like this. They're like, here I am. And they're being present with you and they're not trying to prove themselves. They're just like, this is what I'm offering. This is what I want to create with you. And they have a way of creating that intimacy. People are in, like they're going to take a chance because again, when you're selling someone something, whether you're selling them a coaching experience or I'm just going back to some of the stuff that you guys talked about, a group for teenagers, a creativity workshop, you don't want to sell somebody the thing anyway. You're selling people the result that they want to feel right. And why are you the one creating this thing? Because I think that this result is the thing that you, you feel right. Like, why do you want to help people through a feeling of mental illness? Because you know what that feels like. And now you have this other result in your life. It doesn't have to be all day long, but there's another result. So you want to sell them on that. That's what they're buying. And so they may as well buy it from you there are people like I've said on my Instagram, you know, this quote I put out there, but there are people less qualified than you doing the thing you want to be doing simply because they gave themselves permission to do it. Doesn't that kill you? And not only that, there's so many people who need more. So I want you to tell me in the chat, what's in the way? What's stopping you from creating the life and the experience and the money doing the thing you wanna do. Type it in, be brave. Somebody said me. Not knowing exactly what I wanna do and committing to it. Not knowing the steps to take, what to focus on first. Too many options and indecision, figure a next step. Okay, I'm gonna do something else that's gonna blow your mind. You're not gonna like it. So the I don't know, that's a lie. It's a big excuse and it's really comfortable. I don't know. Yeah, you do. Sorry, you do. You have an amazing intuition and incredible compass. You don't like the answer because you gotta get out of your comfort zone. So you're gonna go from, I don't have this, this, I don't have this, I don't have this to, okay, she's right, I don't need it, but I don't know. And if I don't know, I don't have to move. But you do know. It's the next viable place to put your right foot. That's all you need, that next step. So it's going to look different for everybody. So let's read the new answers. Overthinking. Taylor said, this is killing me, but it's exactly what I need to hear. Uh, Cassidy said, there isn't a good one in all caps. You're right. Chelsea said, people are scary. That's true. And the scariest person is us, is the truth, because people are so much nicer to us than we are. I'm afraid of success, robbing me of my freedom. These are good, juicy. Okay, so let's look at this stuff, okay? Being afraid that success is gonna rob you of freedom, so that's a really interesting one that goes back to some limiting belief around what success is. You will always get what you want. Look at a person, no matter what's going on, they want it. Because ultimately, if what you want is to avoid pain more than anything else. If you think this thing that you say you want, but you don't have is gonna cause you pain, you'll sabotage it. And by the way, that's what this book is about. The Big Leap is all about how this guy, Gay Hendricks, he was a professor at Stanford, and he was having this moment where he just came back from lunch with a colleague and he's sitting at his desk and he was just feeling really, really happy. He felt like, I love my life. I love this conversation. I love where I work. I love my house. I love my marriage. You know, like it was one of those moments and about 5 minutes after sitting in his office just feeling looking out of the campus, looking at his life, he started to like worry. He was like, "Huh." And he thought to himself, "What the heck did I just do? Why do I do that?" And he's a sociologist, so he noticed that, right? So he went to talk to another sociology professor friend and he's like, What is that thing? Do you do that? And his friend's like, I do that all the time. He's like, Can we research that? Because that's a thing. I can't stand it. He's like, What is that? So he researched it and he found that there's something called an upper limit. And we only allow ourselves a certain amount of happiness. And when we get to our limit, we will bring ourselves back down to earth or whatever you want to call it. We'll go back to a default because it starts to feel scary and it starts to feel uncomfortable and it starts to feel like it's not sustainable. So we'll find something to worry about. So he talks about how we can break that pattern. And he talks about how through through evolution, we've gotten these like fear receptors and we've worked them so much, like through like, people have, you know, societies have wars. And he says, you know, you'll have like a, a, the economy is up, then it goes down. Like there's been so much of this throughout history. And so we're really good at fear, but we're not really good at practicing joy and how to sustain it. But this idea of, you know, success equals this. And if I'm successful, then I'm going to lose this. That's a limiting belief. And that has to do with looking at, looking at all of that stuff. And then as far as like, specifics and all of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of things. There's lots of resources out there where you can learn about specifics. I'm like, what's the best recipe for this thing you want to create, whether it's a cake pop or whether you're making your your shirt. But I'll tell you before you make the shirt or before you make the cake pop, like again, go back to the intimacy because you got to know who you're making it for. But I think 10% of it is the steps and 90% of it is everything we talked about today. I would love to see if you could integrate what we talked about today and move into action, you will find momentum because the intimacy is the holy grail. So if you can trust yourself and know that you don't need a ton of people, you just need a few humans to help and think of it that way as like a mission, A, you'll find more purpose, you will find momentum and things will start to take off. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I hope it sparks you to get into action. And I'd love to hear, you know, how you're feeling after that. If you want to share what's going on with you, you can either DM me on Instagram. I read all my messages at Kathy.Heller, or you can always post whatever you're feeling, whether it's a good thing, whether you're struggling with something. If you want some support, you can always post it in the Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook community. So now here are some takeaways. Number one, the thing that makes us move, that makes us connect, the thing that we want above anything else is intimacy. Number two, you don't need a huge following. You don't need to chase exposure. You can do amazing work with a small group of people who need you. Number three, the person you're looking to be known by is you. Number four, it might be convenient to hold on to your limiting beliefs, but what is the story that you need to let go of in order to start doing your life's work? Number five, we're not seeking a specific version of what we're meant to do. We're seeking a feeling we want to create, a transaction we want with the world. Number six, there's nothing stopping you other than you. And number seven, I don't know is just another excuse because you do know it's the next right step to place your foot. Okay, just want to remind you that we are doing this incredible Dream Ambassador program, and I would love to have you all be a part of it. It doesn't cost you anything, it is free. Come on and join us. There are so many incredible perks. There's going to be coaching calls, there's going to be free swag. You don't want to miss out on this. There's going to be a link in the show notes. There'll be a link at don'tkeepyourdata.com and a link in my Instagram bio. Come on and be a part of the Dream Ambassadors. If this is feeling like something you want to get in on, you don't want to miss out. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you haven't done so for any reason, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on amazing episodes that are coming up. Also, you can always leave us a review and a rating. But the most important thing you can do to help us is to become a dream ambassador. And if you like this episode or any other episode, go ahead right now and share it with a friend. Just text a friend the link, or you can even post it in your Insta story. I usually repost those. If I see them and you tag me, I'd be happy to repost it. You guys are the absolute best. I'm going to leave you with a song of mine and I'll talk to you on Thursday. The podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com.
1: If dreams are made of paper, let's make paper mache. We'll build a world together with our hands. forever so we're all a little scared but we're not giving up that easy no we wouldn't dare hey hey mr. sun don't you set tonight